following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the Michigan Sports Network. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and always use that promo code HUGE to get the hookups. And you can get in on opening day in Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, soccer, the Final Four down in Houston, and more. Just use code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by DraftKings on the HUGE show across Michigan. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the HUGE show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the HUGE show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin another journey together on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show. We're heard on 19 stations. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. You can also listen on the iHeart app anywhere in America where you get mobile service. Just search The Huge Show and our free online stream is there weekdays at 3 at thehugeshow.net. Inside this hour, we'll hear from Clayton Safey and Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com on Michigan Hockey. Back to the Frozen Four in Tampa. What about spring football at Michigan? Their spring slash scrimmage slash game is happening on Saturday and injuries are starting to pile up, not for starters, but for some of the depth guys. So we'll hear from Ballas and Safey. Jim Comperoni on the Spartan Nation playing the what-if game. What if we would have beat K-State? Would they be in Houston or on their way thinking about a national championship or at least getting to the title game against UConn? Comperoni will join us. And then Jeff Risden from Lions Wire and Draft Wire that you can follow online on Facebook, on Twitter. We'll break down the Lions offseason and talk about Lamar Jackson. Reports have him officially requesting a trade. Could he end up as a Lion? Rizzy will be in the hizzy on this Moneyline Monday presented by DraftKings. Man, uh, what a comeback. Late third period with a goal to tie it and OT that quickly end it. And Michigan, the one seed uh, in Penn State territory, basically a home game for the Nittany Lions in Hockey Valley. They go home, and Michigan moves on to the Frozen Four in Tampa. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com uh, joins us. And I know we talk a lot about Michigan football, and you go through uh, the great basketball seasons they've had, but the greatest program with consistency of getting to Final Fours and being on the national championship stage would be Michigan hockey if you look inside the numbers. Oh, there's no question about it. Yeah, 27 Frozen Four appearances now. That's the most all-time. And uh, with a chance to win the national championship, and Brandon Naredo, Michigan's interim head coach, is doing a fantastic job with this team. He's the, just the second-ever Michigan head coach to take a team to the Frozen Four in his first season joining his predecessor, Mel Pearson, in 2018. So they're keeping this thing rolling here. 
they got all sorts of talent. It's a young team, like last year when they lost in the Frozen Four, but uh, it, you know it has the makings of a team that could win the championship this weekend. If you look at Minnesota, the top overall seed, Michigan just beat them uh, about a week and a half ago for the Big Ten tournament final in Minneapolis. So there's a real chance here. Uh, last weekend was kind of a tale of two games. They played Colgate, score 11 goals, and uh, you know not overly surprising because it's the nation's top offense uh, that Michigan has. But that's the most goals uh, in an NCAA tournament game since 1961. Then it's a real struggle against Penn State, as you said. I mean, tons of Penn State fans there in Allentown. And, uh, you know, they were kind of carrying the play for quite a while, but couldn't get the scores uh, on the board. And then Adam Fantilli uh, ties one up. Mackie Samuskevich in overtime just 52 seconds in. Just amazing. Uh, you know, you have the intermission, all the anticipation, and then 52 seconds later they're celebrating and going to the Frozen Four. So uh, this program, you know, has been here a bunch of times, uh, and they've really kind of raised their level lately, going to two straight now and uh, three out of the last, what, four or five. So it's pretty fantastic to watch. And you're right. I mean, and I was looking at this too. Michigan is the only team in the last 10 years, only school, to have multiple college football playoff appearances, multiple Final Four appearances, and multiple Frozen Four appearances. Um, so you're kind of seeing that uh, that big three right there play out. And how about Michigan's toughness winning the Big Ten championship, like you mentioned, on the road in Minneapolis against the Gophers, and then you know being the overall number one seed, but the NCAA uh, doing everything they can to screw teams. Uh, they have to go to Allentown and basically a home uh, series or regional. Uh, for Penn State, and they take care of business there. I am wondering, maybe Ward Manuel, the Michigan Athletic Director, has to drop the contract offer firm of Snail and Turtle and start getting offers and deals done with coaches a little bit quicker. Yeah, I mean, there are, you you see it already. There are some former players that have come out on Twitter and said, hey, what, what are we waiting for here? Let's get this guy or take the interim tag off and get him a real contract and become the full-time head coach. I would expect that to happen probably after the season, you know, maybe you don't want to mess up a good thing. Maybe you want to give them an extra, you know, some extra juice heading into the frozen four. If you do take it off, uh, that would be a thought, but uh, you know, you would think probably after the season, I know it's kind of the same situation as Texas basketball with Rodney Terry, everybody saying, take it off, take it off. And maybe they would have before the final four, if they would have won yesterday, but uh, kind of a similar situation there, but I think he's going to be the guy going forward. The players love him. Uh, they were being asked about that last week, and they were all saying that he deserves it. Uh, he was talking about how he wouldn't want to coach anywhere else, so he wants to be here long term. And he's a young guy, but he's also you know feels like the right fit and the right guy to keep this train rolling. You know, one thing about Ward Manuel, he'll offer a deal to Mel Pearson in the middle of an investigation, but he won't take care of the new guy. Or Harbaugh can go beat Ohio State back to back years and off to another Final Four, but. S- President Ono had to jump in. So maybe it's time for Santa, a little Christmas uh, in March, for Santa Ono to step in. I'll, I'll say this. If Santa Ono has to step in on getting a deal done with the interim Michigan hockey coach, Narado, then uh, it's it's the end of the officially the end of the Ward Manual era as AD. Yeah, maybe <laughs> Should we start following uh, Santa or turning on notifications for Santa's tweets about this one? I, I think um, you're right. I mean, things do move slow around here, definitely with a lot of the coaching stuff, um, you know, and it's frustrating for a lot of Michigan fans. I know 
it's not just former players and current players saying he deserves it. I mean, there are all sorts of fans coming out to follow Michigan hockey and say that, you know, he should be the full-time guy. So I, I would expect it to happen probably, uh, you know, in Michigan fashion, maybe a little bit slower than people would like, which is already kind of happening, but at some point in the offseason. And we got to remember, too, Ward Manuel was involved when he worked here initially when he first got into athletic administration as the administrator for the hockey program. So he's really uh, tied close in here with the hockey program. So I think he'll do the right thing. Um, but yeah, probably given uh, Michigan's history here under Ward Manual, a little bit slower than people would like. And uh, I guess that's fine if they get the right guy in the end, but uh, you definitely want to keep guys happy. You definitely want to have those relationships with the coaches and make sure that they're taken care of. To me, uh, I look at it and with no rhyme or reason with the Harbaugh situation and no rhyme or reason with Michigan hockey, I think if it's not Ward's guy, and if it's not something that he can fly his flag on, uh, he'll he'll slow play it. Uh, he'll create this angst, which is unnecessary. I just think it's poor leadership, poor management inside uh, the University of Michigan Athletic Department. So uh, let's move on from Michigan hockey. I'm looking forward to the Frozen Four down in Tampa. They'll take on Quinnipiac. I'm saying that right. It's a small school that really is only D1 in hockey. Well, I think they're D1. Are they D1 in basketball, too? I think they are. I think so. Yeah. I think so. I think they are. They're one of the, like, Patriot, Colonial, I don't know, conference that you might yeah, see yeah. them pop up on, you know, championship week or something. So Michigan should win that. It should be Michigan, Minnesota. Oh, Boston University's pretty tough, so we'll see what happens. But they're in the Frozen Four. Uh, I read the Wolverine.com story, and Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com joining us here on the huge show across Michigan. Uh, the site sounds, uh, spring football, uh, some of you guys getting a chance to see what Michigan has. What was the first visual that the Wolverine.com team is getting from Michigan spring football off that loss to TCU? Yeah, well, unfortunately, we're not allowed in. But, uh, you know, they allowed us a glimpse in with some photos and things like that, so we rounded that up for an article, but also got some intel of, what practice uh, has been like, and, uh, you know, this is a pretty loaded team. They're a little bit injured this spring, so I think next Saturday, or this Saturday's spring game will be a little bit less exciting without Blake Corum, without Donovan Edwards, a couple guys on the offensive line that they'll hold out, and really anyone that has any sort of concern. Uh, they've been pretty cautious in the past with not playing them in a, in a game like that just because it doesn't have a whole lot of meaning. It's fun for the fans, but, you know, you don't want to get anyone banged up in that sort of setting, so... They're going to do that and then finish off with one more practice on Monday to kind of round things out after the spring game. But uh, the thing that stands out the most to me is the different combinations and the different options that Michigan has on the offensive line right now. You see uh, Raheem Anderson snapping at the center spot, Greg Crippen snapping at the center spot, but they also have a guy, Drake Nugent, who they brought in from Stanford, who uh, talking to you know people that uh, covered Stanford last year, they feel like he could be a Remington Award finalist type of guy this year he's been limited in spring practice but there's just so many young guys that have waited their turn that are also going to be pushing for playing time like those two guys i mentioned throughout the offensive line so we'll kind of see once things get healthy or once they get healthier you know where things kind of shake out there but plenty of good options for michigan um and then at linebacker it looks like junior colson a little bit banged up we're told that it's not uh, super um you know, major or anything should be good to go by fall camp, just something that they're cleaning up. So uh, that's a positive, but linebacker is another spot that they're really deep at. So it's going to give other guys opportunities. But I'm excited to watch Michigan 
uh, a little bit of football here in the spring on Saturday and kind of see where things are at and ex- just excited to, uh, you know, see the fans back in the big house. And, uh, you know, it should be decent weather, better than last year. I think highs are in the 50s. Uh, hopefully rain and snow holds off. But it uh, should be an exciting weekend in Ann Arbor. Clayton Safey with Weather on the Nines at the Wolverine.com. Get the mobile Wolverine weather app with Clayton Safey, the Jim Cantori of the Wolverine.com team. He's joining us on the Meyer guest line here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Uh, the early enrollees. Every year there seems to be a name or two where this guy could get playing time in the fall. Just you know, came to school end of December, early January. Uh, with your intel you're getting from this year's Michigan spring football practices, are there any of those early enrollees who are making a big splash? Yeah, a couple guys at the wide receiver spot to start. Samaj Morgan, who's right out of West Bloomfield, so just down the road, uh, has looked really good, as you would kind of expect. He's kind of a shorter guy, but uh, super quick out of his breaks and is extremely explosive once he gets the ball. Uh High school football fans on the east side of the state know that pretty well, watching him over the last few years. But then the guy who's actually surprised, even the coaching staff that recruited him and was pretty high on him, is Frederick Moore, who was a three-star, a little bit more under-recruited guy out of Missouri. Uh, He's really impressed here in the early going and has kind of shown a little bit more than even they thought right away. So that's exciting for Michigan. Uh, Cole Cabana, kid out of um, Dexter, who people are excited about at the running back spot. He's going to be kind of a gadget type of guy where he can play uh, wide receiver, slot receiver, that sort of thing as well. Uh, he suffered an injury, so we'll see how serious that is, but that's disappointing because people wanted to watch him on Saturday. And uh, I thought you know he has the best chance of maybe impacting in the fall if he's healthy. But at the corner spot as well, heard good things about Jair Hill, uh, one of Michigan's top-rated signees, four-star corner, uh, that they were able to land late out of the Chicago area. And then Cameron Calhoun, who had an interception on the first day of spring practice, uh, three-star corner out of Ohio State or out of Ohio, was actually visiting Ohio State for the Michigan-Ohio State game and committed later that day to Michigan. Uh, but he had a pick on the first day of practice and has had a you know some good plays throughout. So those guys generating a little bit of buzz. But frankly, when you look at the young guys on this team, they're not going to get a whole lot of opportunity uh, just because there's so much coming back. Michigan ranks fifth in the country in ESPN's returning production metric. And uh, we know all sorts of names that are, you know, that are coming back on this Michigan team. So that's going to allow those guys to learn behind some real veterans, keep that culture going. And when it's their time, you know, they're going to know what to do and how to lead and, you know, potentially how to win championships. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com checking in on the Meyer guest line. Clayton, uh, before I let you go, J.J. Uh, McCarthy uh, if he would suffer an injury, who's the next man up at QB for Michigan, not only this spring, but by the time we get to the fall? It's a great question. Uh, you know, two real options there between Jack Tuttle, who they brought in from Indiana, who's entering his sixth year, and we actually got to talk to him last week at a press conference. Super mature dude. I think he's a, a huge ad for the quarterback room in terms of leadership. He was a team captain at Indiana, so – uh, he's really he came out on fire. Jim Harbaugh said the first week of spring camp, and everything we've heard since then is that he's kind of taking hold for now of that number two quarterback job. And then Davis Warren, who they put on scholarship this offseason, was a walk on previously. Uh, he was the star of the spring game last year, if you remember, throwing a, all around the yard and really impressing people. Uh, he also playing well, but uh, it's going to be between those two guys. And 
uh, see what they're able to do. But we've also heard great things about what J.J. McCarthy's done. Looks a little bit different. Added about 10, 15 pounds. And uh, for people like you that want to see him run the ball more, I think that could help. You know, oh, Hold on. People, I'm there. the only guy yeah. that wants to see J.J. run more, Clayton. Thanks for I the shot. like you. <laughs> no, not at all. I'd love to see it as well. I'm saying people like you. I know you've been vocal about that, um, and rightfully so. So I think that that's going to help him and his teammates say that he's doing JJ. Uh, JJ's doing JJ things. Uh, a couple guys compared him to Patrick Mahomes. I'd maybe pump the brakes there, but hey, I mean, uh, from a college standpoint, he's got you know some of the skill sets to get out and move and and throw on the run, those sort of things. So we'll we'll see how much run he gets on Saturday, but. I'd expect uh, him to maybe you know make a few big plays. And uh, Michigan working on bubble screens on the goal line, and also uh, uh, handing off to seldom used running backs in big games at the goal line. Uh, not sure, <laughs> Clayton. I love you, man. Good stuff. Great conversation. Michigan hockey in the Frozen Four, spring football. Michigan has their annual spring game uh, coming up on Saturday at the Big House. All the details and more on everything University of Michigan Athletics at thewolverine.com. Clayton Safey, pride and joy of the Safey family in Grand Rapids. They listen on our flagship station, 96-1, the game every day. The family gets together for some bubble pizza, and they listen. And when Clayton's going to be on, they invite neighbors. They do a block party. It's really cool. A little bit chilly today, but they'll be okay. We love you, Clayton. Love you, too. Thanks for having me, as always. Yeah, Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com. He doesn't know when I'm serious or when I'm just jacking with him. Yeah, he has no clue. So, Safey, check it in on the Meyer guest sign. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with University of Michigan Athletics. And you can gear up for Michigan with quality license, official team gear, a huge selection. Always had that great Meyer price inside the team gear department at your local Meyer. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. Bigger than any box score, local sports are a victory for the entire community. Building up leaders, breaking down barriers, connecting generations, teaching integrity, blazing a trail, sparking our economy. That's why Meyer sponsors hundreds of local sports teams throughout the Midwest. From Little League to the Big Leagues, uniforms to stadiums, Meyer knows when we support the home team, we all win. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm-direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at roastumber.com. The one, two. Right side, down. Hey, sports fans, here's a hanging curveball that you can knock out of the ballpark. This is Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball, inviting you to step up to the plate at Eagle Casino and Sports, the mobile sports book where you can bet on all your favorites all year round, including, of course, our national pastime. So download the app and start winning today. Eagle Casino and Sports, made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 years or older and in Michigan to play. 
Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Let's go check in with Jim Comperoni, SpartanMag.com, VMSU Insider, now part of the On3.com team, and we'll talk about the end of Michigan State's basketball season, and I know I've had a ton of of Spartan fans come at me in person, on my social networks, on all my messaging saying, you know what, if we just would have beaten K-State, we would have a shot at winning it all in Houston. And I know Izzo talked about it last Friday on the show. And comp, when you look at how the Elite Eight shook out and who's going to Houston, you're a State fan, it's going to be hard not to put down the what-if game. I agree. I agree. And, you know, former Michigan State legendary hockey coach Ron Mason used to say that sometimes it's not your best team that wins it all. Sometimes your best team gets knocked out, and then some year you might not be as good, but the the dominoes fall correctly, and that's the one that wins it all. You know, you look back at Michigan State, went to the Final Four and lost to Butler back in 2010. Pretty good Michigan State team. Kalen Lucas the previous year was Big Ten Player of the Year. He becomes injured. They lose to Butler by a point or two. Butler goes and loses to Duke in the national title game by a point or two. Krzyzewski would say that was definitely the weakest team he ever had that won a national title. But the chips fell positively for Duke on that year. Was not his best team. Of course, he won several others, but that one came through for him. And I have to believe in the back of Izzo's mind, if not the front of Izzo's mind, he's watching Florida Atlantic move on, and he's got to think that could have been Michigan State. And the instructions ahead of Michigan State possibly to sneak through there, um, it was doable. Now, Michigan State was never good enough this year to beat UConn the way Connecticut has played here in the last couple of games. But that does not mean that UConn is going to be good or that good next week. You got to put weekends together, you got to string them together. And if Michigan State had been good enough to close off Kansas State, and if they had been good enough, to beat Florida Atlantic, that would have meant they were continuing to improve, and it would have been possible. And yeah, I, I think there's going to be some regrets when people look back on that one. And one thing I will say, and you watched it, uh, especially in the Elite Eight, even with K-State, that these legs are hitting the wall. You know, these teams have been through a long season. Then you throw in conference tournaments, depending on how far the teams advanced, and now you throw in flipping two weeks into the NCAA tournament, and you could see some teams laboring through. And that's why I look at UConn, and their depth paid off. You look at Miami, their depth paid off against Texas. Uh, You look at San Diego State, played a lot of minutes on that bench, and Creighton looked like they were going to pull away, and they could not pull away. And by the way, anybody debating whether that was a foul at the end, you saw the Creighton player push with the open arm or hand, it was a foul. I'm sorry, I know you wanted the dream, let's go to overtime, and everybody's worried about their brackets because I really enjoyed the Elite Eight when I didn't have one team remaining, comp. 
I hear you. That's why I, I, you know what? I don't fill out a bracket because if I fill out a bracket, it just it just confuses and leaves me with conflicting thoughts about you know which coach or which team I'd kind of like to see move on. And yeah, I've got some biases here and there. And uh, but I enjoy the tournament better without that if I'm able to watch most of the games. But when I'm covering the tournament, it's hard to watch all the games closely. But it's been an, the tournament's just been bananas and it's been fun. But you know the random nature of college basketball. It's becoming more and more random. It's been that way the last couple of years because, you know, the good teams rely on the three-pointers so much, but that thing can just can just go away from you at times, like Alabama. They look like the best team in the country the first two rounds. Then you go out and you have a three-for-27 night, and uh, you get bounced. One game, you get 40 minutes to prove you're the better team. It's a random sport anyway. It makes it entertaining, but it's going to be interesting moving forward in future years if we're going to see – I wonder if we're going to see Blue Bloods be less blue in the future. I don't know. I'm worried that TV wants expansion because then you get more markets, yeah. you get more eyes yeah. on the TV. I really, I think yeah. with the amount of money that's out there, comp, I know I want to be the purest. Uh, it comes to baseball, it comes to changing things, but I'm telling you, uh, when you look at the PGA Tour, they ended the World uh, Golf Championship and match play won't be part of the PGA Tour uh, regular season, if I can use that phrase, moving forward, because they want as many big-name players on the TV screen as possible uh, for TV numbers. And there you go, and this is what's going to happen. The NCAA will expand because then more teams, our coaches, hey, look, man, we made the tournament. CBS expands it, you know, their family networks, TBS, TNT, and I think it's going to dilute it, and I do believe it's going to take away what we witnessed this year. Every year when you say, hey, this looks like a predictable bracket, all of a sudden you look up in the Final Four and hello Florida Atlantic, hello San Diego State, and hello Miami. I agree 100%. This year's been very entertaining, and they need to leave it just the way it is. But the NCAA is going to expand it for one reason and one money, reason. Money. Money. Yeah. yeah. So right now, you, there's, what, 68 teams that make it? That's 67 games. That's great. Uh, if they expand it to, you know, 128 teams, then they've got 127 games. They'll make more money just based on inventory. And it'll hurt the, a lot of the mystery and magic of the product. And I agree that would be a shame because they'd be making a financial decision. And they've got their own financial struggles. But at some point, that tournament, does it belong to the NCAA or does it belong to us? I kind of feel like it belongs to us, and they're messing with it, and I don't appreciate that as a a biased observer. A vote for Jim Camperoni is a vote to make college basketball great again. That's awesome, Comp. What a speech there with passion. Now, what they're going to do, I think, is they're going to take the play-in Tuesday and Wednesday and expand that to all regions. So right away, you're going to have, that would be eight teams in these play-ins at all these regions, right? And then they would just stick around if they win and be inserted. And if not, they go home. And they're going to now make the tournament week, that opening week, would be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You see where I'm coming from? Okay. That's my guess. I'm not saying I. They did invite me on the NCAA committee, but I told them I had a tea time yeah. in Maine. I couldn't make it. You should be in there. I'd like to see you go in there. No, I. I you know, like some common sense. Oh, the NCAA could use some common sense. I mean, they're the same people that will go after a school for 
you know, a hamburger or go after Ferris State at the D2 level because they celebrated in their locker room and they lit up two cigars. But if Georgia is drinking on the sideline or having cigars, Stetson Bennett at the podium, that's okay because the D1 schools make them money, right? Yes, yes. Oh, don't get me going. Yeah, me comp it. We could be like, you could be my VP. I could be the president. We could do like a rally in Diamonddale at the Diamonddale International Airport and see how many people we could draw out. I, I just don't want you in that room with a baseball bat like Robert De Niro in that one movie walking around the table scared everybody. I, I love work, it. I love it. Work. All right, so uh, Izzo has some work to do. He has one of his best recruiting classes coming in. I've already... Uh, heard some of the chatter that Michigan State will be one of the top five teams to watch next season. Uh, your thoughts on a year from now, how, how are we talking about that 2023-2024 Izzo-coached Michigan State basketball team? In a really interesting pool of talent that Michigan State is working with. Uh, a lot is up in the air. Does Tyson Walker come back? I'm guessing he does not. I'm hearing that the coaches are not sure about Malik Hall if he's coming back. Now, Malik Hall was inconsistent this year. He's had an inconsistent career, but he has the potential to put it together if he's healthy and have a really good senior year like you know some of the stretch fours they've had in the past. You go back and look what A.J. Granger was as a junior compared to a senior. You know, he ramped it up considerably. There's been other players that have done that as well. Kenny Goins was pretty good as a junior, was outstanding as a senior. I think Malik Hall can make a jump if he's healthy. If he comes back, we don't know if he's coming back or not. It's outside observers. Um, you know, you've got A.J. Hogard coming back as a senior. You know, he's, he's uh, everybody can see he's playing with man strength right now. And his, his perimeter shot was better this year. It's going to continue to improve. you got an influx of talent coming in. Cohen Carr is going to be the best athlete in the program at about six, six and a half, coming in from Georgia. Um, he's going to provide uh, a push. You know, you have to see, you know, what happens uh, with uh, Jeremy Sears coming in as a true freshman point guard. Xavier Booker, a highly ranked stretch four, really good shooting and ball handling skill. He has to get tougher, and it's going to take a while for him to uh, get seasoned. But Jaden Akins, I expect him to make a step to be an all-big ten type of player. And, you know, you've got a team that's got some, some uh, a good bit of tournament experience now. So, yeah, that's a team to watch next year for sure. Jim Combroni, SportMag.com. Comp, always appreciate the conversations. Uh, enjoy the weekend. We'll talk when we get close to the MSU spring football game. That sounds great. Thanks a lot, Bill. All right, Jim Combroni joining us from uh, Starlink One. The rocket just lifted off from Cape Canaveral, Florida. And Comp has such a good mobile plan, he was able to get to 72,000 feet and not lose service. Uh, you can follow CompinSpace.com and track him as the Starlink tries to connect uh, with the space station and Jim Comperoni with the first live call ever on the Huge Show while being launched into space. He texted Superfly and said, Mission Control says I got to go. But then I looked and I had two bars. Superfly just sent me his text. I had two bars. I thought, what the heck? I'm going to give it a shot. Jim Comperoni from SpartanMag.com launched into space, and I know there are some people out there that would like to see that along with the huge one being launched into space. 
Chris from Detroit says, yeah, I'd like to launch Comp into Space. Thank you, Chris, listening on the roar. Julian Byron Center chimes in on the text chain. God, when you're talking about somebody launched into space, I was hoping it was you and you never return. Thank you. Everybody's in a good mood. I get your brackets are nuked. Do you know how it sucks? Because there's no local teams, right? But when your bracket is completely annihilated, you don't even want to tune into the games until the end. I'm like, oh, look. I'm going to watch Marriage Unseen, where you marry somebody you've never met. Which, again, I'd rather be launched into space in a rocket and never return. (laughs) Oh, Brett. I look back. You know where I really lost it in all my pools? Because everybody got hammered. Nobody, even UConn had few people taking them all the way. It was the early first two rounds that I just got. You can look in all my pools where I just got killed. Especially the first round. Oh, my God. Now, if you entered the $1,000 Bean Garter Bracket Buster Challenge, you can check your progress and look at the damage from everybody. Uh, just go to thehugeshow.net and thanks to Tom Rosenbach and his team. And here in, what, eight days, we'll announce that winner, the $1,000 in the Bean Garter Bracket Challenge. You can look at Superfly, I think, finished better than me because he did. You didn't? I'm in front of you. Oh, God. That's. I'd like to thank the Academy. That tells you how bad it is. There's carnage. The only people who picked UConn, I guarantee I haven't checked all the brackets at the huge show.net. The only people who have UConn in there, and some could have slid Miami in there as a five seed or San Diego State. So just check those at thehugeshow.net. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Life as a grown-up, not what you thought it would be, right? The meetings, the stress, the boredom, and that one big question, does any of this matter? Then you became a cop. Not what you thought it would be, right? The pride, the honor, the love for the brothers and sisters who served with you. The family who reminds you how much you matter. Being a cop, not what you thought, right? Just what you needed, I guess. Visit michiganpolicechiefs.org. Get ready to swing for a good cause at Van Andel Institute. Purple Community's 11th Annual Be Brave Golf Outing on May 6th at Thornapple Point Golf Club in GR. It's a day of fun for all golf enthusiasts and proceeds benefit breast cancer research at Van Andel Institute. Register at VAI.org. Hey, Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app, Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your first two deposits for up to $1,500, plus 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. You're 
Let's check in with Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com. The Michigan Insider is standing by on the Meyer guest line. We'll get to Michigan spring football in a moment. Also the future for Michigan basketball, but Michigan hockey. Wow, back to the Final Four wins on the road. Big wins this year to win the Big Ten title in front of Minnesota fans and to advance to the Frozen Four in front of Penn State fans last night. Unbelievable uh, job by the Michigan coaching staff. Yeah, and how about uh, getting this guy a contract, Ward Manuel? You know, interim coach, here he is recruiting his butt off. He's got his team in the Frozen Four Big Ten Tournament champions. And Brandon Narado, uh, there's no question that he's the guy to lead this team, so I'm not quite sure what they're waiting for. But I will say this, his stock has risen. NHL teams are showing interest, so good for him. I hope he uh, hope he gets the contract he deserves. But getting good goaltending, Eric Portillo, did a nice job uh, last night against Penn State. And, you know, it was one of those games where you kind of felt like you have, if you're a Michigan hockey fan over the last three decades, where you're kind of snake bit. You're carrying the play, but hitting posts, and you can't get that that equalizer and finally did late in the third period, Adam Fantilli, who's uh, just an absolute stud, and then to win it in overtime like they did. So should be an epic Frozen Four. Got great teams there. We're going to be heading down to Tampa, so we'll give you some reports there. But I think this is the year, Bill. I think they got a good shot here to, to uh, get rid of some of those demons that have plagued them. I think it becomes personal with Ward Manuel on how he slow played hardball. He's so slow playing the interim coach. He, he offered up Mel Pearson a contract in the middle of an investigation. And you have what he, you know, what's been documented uh, with Harbaugh to the point that new president Santa Ono had to jump in. And I, I do wonder, and we talked to Clayton Safey earlier about this. I'm going to watch Santa Ono's Twitter feed again because if he has to jump in to help get the hockey coach a deal, then you know Ward Manuel's done. Just done. Yeah, I don't know about Dunn just because of the success that he's had in the athletic department. Um, I mean, look at all the championships they've won, but there are things that they have to move more quickly on. There's no question about it. NIL, name, image, and likeness is another one. And, you know, it's nice to be on top, but the the vision isn't for what's going to happen tomorrow. It's going to be what's going to be, you know, it's what have you done for me lately, but what's going to happen in the future? And they are not setting themselves up for future success with the way they're running their NIL stuff. And there's actually opposition to it in the athletic department. So, they got to figure some stuff out there. There's no question about it. And uh, I don't know that Santa Ono would really, you know, it, it would view it as his place, honestly, having just gotten here to uh, to, to get rid of an athletic director who is uh, has been so successful. Uh, fair or not, you know what, uh, how much he has to do with it or whatever, uh, this, this athletic department is humming. So I think that would be tough. But there are things that need to change, period, end of story. And uh, you know what? When you've got coaches like John Beeline leading with a bad taste in his mouth, in my opinion, Eric Backett's the same way from a, from what we've heard. Uh, you know the issues with with Jim Harbaugh. You know you get Brandon Narado has basically been out there saying, you know what? It would be really good for us to have a contract so I can recruit. And here we are, man. So uh, they got to move things a lot more quickly, and that really starts with the AD. Yeah, you know the thing is, it's that I, I get the success and the money they're raking in and everything, but. There are just some common sense decisions that have involved yeah. Harbaugh after beating Ohio State twice, two Big Ten championship game wins, two trips to the Final Four. Or you look at this hockey coach and what he's done, and you know they're a one seed in the NCAA D1 hockey tournament. They've been number one, I think, in the country at times this year in the polls, and just how exciting they are. And 
how you wouldn't take care of him, and maybe he looks at it like, hey, we're getting a good deal on him this year. We'll just redo his deal when the season's over. I, I'm not inside the office or mind of Ward Manuel, so the way he's handled Harbaugh in this hockey yep. situation, it makes no sense. And Beeline and Backage. And I don't, you know, what people can push back on that, but I don't think there's any question about it. You know what, if you're on top and you can say, well, this program's not a moneymaker for us, so but we're going to go on the cheap and let go of one of the best baseball coaches in the country. It doesn't make any sense to me at an institution that cites itself as being leaders and best, right? I remember when John Beeline first got here and he saw the facilities and, you know, he was really working with Bill Martin to improve them and saying, hey, man, we're leaders and best in everything else, right? Aren't we supposed to be leaders and best in, in everything we do, including basketball? And you saw he uh, parlayed that into new facilities and, and the PDC, the Player Development Center and everything else. So... Uh, I don't understand the mentality here. Uh, you can always go out and you know we and and find more money. There, Michigan has such a, a huge booster base that to to pull from. And um, to me, it's a no brainer. And I understand about budgets and everything else, but you know what? Work on it. Get in there and work on it and make it happen because this is Michigan for God's sake. As Brady Hoke once said, probably the best thing he ever said as Michigan head coach. Yeah, uh, that's on one end of the spectrum. And the other is, hey, I think we're going to turn this Big Ten Offensive Player of the Year, uh, Denard, into a seldom-used running back. That's on the other side. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, hey, I'm just citing his, his quote, which I think you know people still use, and he was right about it. You know what? Um, you're supposed to be the best, and uh, so act like it, man. I don't care what sport it is. If you've got something humming, you know what? Keep it humming and, and be the best and, and continue to try to be the best, period. Chris Ballas from the Wolverine.com, the Michigan Insider, checking in on the Meyer guest line here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Uh, from your intel, your insiders, from the limited access you guys have had to players, video released by Michigan Football Media Relations, uh, what would you say are the storylines so far in Michigan Spring Football, which concludes with the spring scrimmage, we'll call it, coming up on Saturday? Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of guys banged up, Bill, and uh, minor injuries. Nothing that's going to really take be taken into the fall. But guys like Will Johnson, Junior Colson, uh, some of the heavy hitters, Darius Clemens, at wide receiver, has missed some time, and that's going to hinder him from getting on the field or at least showing his abilities uh, in an attempt to get on the field. So a lot of that. Um, but really, uh, from from one of our guys at practice, he said, this thing is humming. He said, this reminds me, this guy played in the 80s, and he said, this reminds me of when we played and how efficient it is, uh, the practices, and it's a championship vibe, Bill, and I've said that, you know, and you and I have talked about this in the past, that you have to win a championship to know what it's like to be a champion, and, and when you've got classes that are handing that on to the guys behind them, then you are going to have that opportunity to win championships and keep it going, but when you don't know how to win, you can't do that. So they finally got over that hump, and now you're seeing a program that expects to win titles again, and they've got talent all over the field. The, the two deep is really impressive. Ernest Hausman at linebacker, uh, line, uh, transfer from Nebraska, has been outstanding. So uh, they feel like they are strong at every position. They feel like the defense is going to be even better. And J.J. McCarthy, they're going to put a little bit more on his plate. Um, we haven't even seen the, the running backs this year, but true freshman Benjamin Hall is looking the part. So, and they're finally starting to recruit, Bill. Uh, they're getting the recruits in there who are, you know, seeing it up close at these practices and they want to be part of it, even with the, the NIL that's lacking. So this program's humming, and I think you're going to see uh, in about four or five days they're going to add a, a huge recruit 
uh, to the mix for 2024. You're going to see this 24 class be a lot better than the 23 class and, uh, you know, keep this thing going. You talking about the quarterback from Fort Mill, South Carolina? It might be, yeah. It might be. Oh, uh, now you're, you're Mr. Secret Surprise? Well, here's the thing. You know what? You, you let the kids have their moment. He just um, he just released the top five, but let's just say Michigan's got a, uh, a strong lead in this recruitment, Jaden Davis. So we expect good news there and more. I think you're going to see two or three more guys join the mix here, really highly recruited guys. And uh, the fact that they're starting to pull them from Ohio and – beat Ohio State for the Ohio elite Ohio kids again. That's something they haven't done in a long, long time, and that just goes to show you how the worm has turned a bit in this rivalry. Chris Ballas, the worm has turned. That will be the title <laughs> of his autobiography that he'll write with Doug Skeen one day. Uh, Skeen and Ballas, by the way, with the Michigan Football Podcast. You can uh, hear past episodes, new episodes at thewolverine.com. We'll be doing our Telling More Golf Spring Football Summit, where we'll look back at Michigan Spring Football, look ahead to the season, the Big Ten, Michigan State, and the Lions. That will be coming up in early May at the Tellymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. Chris, uh, we'll talk next week and look back at the spring game. Sounds great, Bill. Thanks for having me. All right, Chris Bell is checking in on the Meyer Guest Side, and Meyer proud to be longtime partners with University of Michigan Athletics. Big. Bad. Yeah.